This is Puck Here, New Zealand's hockey podcast, with your hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury. New Zealand ice hockey is finally here. The NZ Shell season has started. And um, I obviously, I always hit, I am your host, Logan Swinkles. This is a great intro uh, going, going in cold. Uh, I've got my co-host here, as always, Joe Jury, who hasn't shaved his playoff beard yet, despite the fact that the Anaheim Ducks were eliminated, what, over a week ago now, bud? I don't want to talk about it. Still something. I'm just holding on. I'm holding on. And we've got another Joe, Joe too, who is the writer of the awesome new Fan for a Day blog. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, I'm not going to hold it against Joe. I'm kind of jealous of my playoff beard. Well, I'm just glad this is a radio podcast. <laughs> it's not bad. It's good. It's a good little bit of growth. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's Logan's glad. is just absolutely shocking. Well, <laughs> I well, you actually outed him. I was sitting here thinking, why is Logan not growing one for the Penguins? But um, that's because here, here we are. After two weeks, it becomes this little shitty like pube beard so it just it comes off after about two weeks and, hear that? I, and I repeat the cycle that's the sound of a beard <laughs> fuck you that was I've creepy. told you multiple times to stop doing that into the mic he does it all the time and you just hear that little. but of course yeah see this is not a beard I was thinking, this do, I, do I join idea. in later and we can the viewers hmm. competition who's see, the thing, see the thing is here um, what we'll be talking about later uh, sort of sharing stories of um you know going overseas and going to um international like sporting events um joe too uh not joe original um big penguins fan and so you are still growing your playoff bed well yeah um the penguins need to make deep runs because as i've said i can't really grow one in a couple of weeks so you know <laughs> fortunately my team goes well Unlike Joe, who grows one in a week and it just becomes really bushy and lovely. Maybe that's the the curse that I've put on the ducks. My beard can just grow so quickly that uh, they're always out in the first round. Always in game seven. Too. <laughs> they can't cope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Corey Perry definitely couldn't grow that. You got the same hair color. I reckon the worst beard that I saw on the ducks team was Andre Kasha. He had this weird, like, super blonde, almost like... um. Uh, registered pedo mustache thing going on. It was really weird. Okay. <laughs> um, I think we've talked enough about playoff beds there, but let's actually talk about... Um, should we talk about playoffs first and then NZHL or NZHL first? Let's um, let's leave the NZHL shitter cane that started today, that you started. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave that till later. So we'll get into the, uh, the Stanley Cup finals so, stuff. Yeah, so obviously by the time you hear this, uh, game one has probably started, or if you're an early bird, um, this is your preview, because this will hopefully be going up tonight, Monday, New Zealand time. Um, except, you know, I could be the good boyfriend and watch Million Dollar Listing New York with Sarah tonight. So it'll go up after that. Jeez, you're a good boyfriend. <laughs> I try, I try. Um, what channel is that on? <laughs> Bravo. Oh. Yes. <laughs> you're a good friend, Joe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Stanley Cup Finals, Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Nashville Predators. Um, now, between the three of us, did anyone pick that in their bracket? No. No, not a chance. So wait, hang on. You didn't, did you pick the Penguins though? Yeah, I picked the Penguins. Against who? Against um, Chicago. So that worked um, out real well. <laughs> this isn't in 2015. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, mine was gone... Um, well, second round, basically. We really, I well, maybe I'll log into that later. We really should look into it because I remember, um, I think after about week one, Kyle Matthews, um, uh, who you may know from like Dunedin, down in Dunedin uh, with the ice hockey there, uh, I think he was leading uh, the little like puck here, uh, bracket league. And I think I was tied for third. I'm definitely down now, that's for sure. I'm nowhere near it close. You may have a good chance there, Joe, too, with, um, if the Penguins won the cup. You obviously would get mad points there, but not too many people even pick the Penguins. Most people go on caps. Yeah, well, to be honest, I, I did actually think that this might be the year that the Capitals get us, but I just couldn't bring myself to put it in a bracket as much as I should pick it with my head. But <laughs> as it turns out, we're still Charlie Brown, the Stanley Cups of football, and wrong way around. The Capitals are Charlie Brown, we're Lucy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, the Capitals just need to not play the Penguins at all ever in the playoffs again, and um, they might have a chance. They may. Yeah. Or as as Joe um, decided, they just have to trade a Vetchkin. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> For Ovi. It's a bold strategy. It is. Now, um, just going straight into it first, uh, predictions. Um, who are you thinking, original Joe? Uh, am I even allowed to make predictions anymore? Because my conference finals ones were absolute shitters. Well, I mean, let's be honest. You're probably due. True, true. Uh, I guess a clock, a broken clock is correct twice a day, <laughs> as that old Chinese proverb says. Um, I'm going to go Preds in seven. Mm. I want to see a game seven. Yeah, I think I think this would be the kind of series f- to be a game seven. Um, I'm So I, that means that prediction means that the Penguins are going to win in four. <laughs> no, there's. <laughs> I don't see any chance of the Penguins sweeping the, um, the Preds or the Preds sweeping the Penguins. Um, I just don't see that. I haven't picked any... But then again, I didn't pick any sweeps at all in this playoffs, and I was completely wrong because <laughs> the Preds swept the Blackhawks. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna go with uh, I, I'm going Penguins in seven as well. I think I'm actually agreeing with Joe for once because Penguins hey, or Preds? I went Preds. Did you go Preds? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going Penguins in seven. <laughs> and you conflict. Conflict. Hashtag conflict. <laughs> And you, Joe, too? I guess it's just a case of how many games am I picking. So yeah, you're I picking mean, the Predators in six. <laughs> <laughs> Support your fucking team, man. Jesus. Pens in seven. <laughs> and me to have even less hair on top of my head than I do now. But then it just moves down to your beard. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought about that. I mean, obviously, for the storyline, um, I am I would be on Team PK, but you know, the Penguins being my childhood team, why would I not root for them? Um so I think Joe Joe is on the uh, on the other. In, in saying I'm picking the Preds, I I'm all on the Team PK bandwagon story. Mm-hmm. It's a good it's a good story. Him taking the cut back to Montreal will be a very good thing to see. I think and we've talked about that. Everyone enough on the is show. just going to laugh <laughs> in the face of Mark Bergeron. But um, I think also the Penguins going back to back. Like no one's gone back to back since the late '90s with the Red, Red Wings. Wings. Yeah, and it's. Crosby winning another cup. I'm. I like teams. I like a. I like when there's one big dominant team and a kind of almost dynasty. And seeing the Penguins win back to back, Crosby, a third cup. Remind me. Okay, I t- would like. Speaking of dominant teams, I think teams, that's kind of cool. Speaking of dominant teams, remind me to talk about this later, and we will because you have seen the Cleveland Cavaliers. But I, I'd been meaning to talk about it last week, but I want to talk about how fucking boring to find the NBA playoffs um, but before that before not even we, the playoffs the whole season just cancel the season have yeah, Cleveland the, play Golden State um, in an 82 game series <laughs> again remind me I, I want to get to this um, but before we talk more about the um, the uh, Stanley Cup finals during the weekend uh, Joe and I actually interviewed the West Auckland Admirals before they started their season and one of the questions we asked them um, well actually I'll just let recorded Joe answer that for us. I'm here with Justin Daigle, captain of the West Auckland Emeralds. How you doing Justin? Doing well, how about you? I'm doing pretty good. We're in the cosy confines of the uh, office of the Admirals uh, of team. Now just a few questions before the season opener. Uh, you guys came so close last year to making the finals. Um, and I just realized how I'm playing the wrong question. We'll have to, we'll, we'll go back to that. Um, that was not meant to be what I was playing. Um, I should have not called everything the finals. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Stanley Cup. And um, one last quick question. Who is your pick to win the Stanley Cup? Uh, I want Nashville to win. Really want the Preds to win. Um, so I can see the Penguins as well. So yeah. Team PK. Team PK, yeah. I'm on his awesome. side. Uh, I'd have to say the Preds. I'm a big PK Subban fan and... Um, yeah, definitely. And Pekka Rene is uh, one of my top goalies. So, yeah, absolutely. Not a Marc Andre Fleury fan? Uh, I like him, but he's, he's uh, you know, he's had his time. <laughs> Got to give it to somebody else. You know what? Um, if I'm going with my gut, I'm going to say Pittsburgh on a repeat, but my heart would love to see Nashville win it. It's always good to see a, a new franchise get their first cup. And, um, you know, they've been close in years past and just, just fell short, kind of like us. So it'd be nice to see them go go all the way this year and, and hoist Lord Stanley. So we'll see how it goes. Team PK. Yeah, Team PK, I guess. Yeah, he's a, he's a beauty. So hard to deny. 
Now, all that clanging that you would have heard during Dangle's interview there was um, because we were underneath the stands at um, Paradise Avondale. There's all the kids running around on their skates um, on the bleachers there. That's right. And I just want to put it on the record that all three of the admirals that we interviewed, Nick Henderson, Rick Parry, and Justin Dangle, all agreed with me that the Predators were going to win. So... Well, well, I think Daigle is kind of sitting on the fence there a little bit. Yeah, he, he, um, yeah, no, I mean, no, no, he went Preds. (laughs) Okay, yeah, (laughs) you're all hashtag Team PK. Um, I I guess we'll see. The, this was, I mean, I will say this was the series that I was hoping for when, when it became the uh, conference finals, there was no way in hell I was wanting Ottawa to make it through. And it would have been nice, obviously, for you, Joe, for Anaheim to make it through. Um, but, you know, that didn't happen. No, we um, we had Jonathan Bernier on our team. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it's a shame that Jonas Enroth never got to prove um, his worth there. Maybe they should have put little Johnny Enroth in. Mm. He'd be better than Jonathan Bernier. <laughs> Well, I, I I have a soft spot for old um, JB there, not not Bieber, Jonathan Bernier. Um, so I was a little gutted to see him start. You know, there was his first career playoff start, and for it to go like that, that was um, <laughs> that was really unfortunate. Um, but this was the series that I really wanted to see. I think we're going to have really good, exciting attacking hockey. Um, uh, even though, so the Preds have an awesome young, you know, defensive core. Uh, Penguins obviously very very deep um, right through their lineup someone could get injured and then someone from Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins uh, will come up and you know (laughs) will do just as well and you almost don't even notice that the other person is gone Um, and you know secondary scoring is something that the Penguins have always done really well recently in the playoffs to sort of get them through Um, you know if Crosby or Malkin aren't firing there's going to be someone else and you know as we saw old Chris Kunitz um replicating his magic from the Sochi uh, gold medal game, sending uh, the Penguins through to the Stanley Cup finals. With a dirty knuckle puck not yeah. seen since He's the Mighty Duck movies. <laughs> uh, so it's just, it's going to be really exciting. Um, I definitely think it's going seven games. Just add, And some of the games, I think we could see quite a goal fest. I can't wait to see who's going to be a bigger, like, pain in the ass between Patrick Hornquist and... Victor Arvidsson those two Swedes are just like Arvidsson's basically the new version of Hornquist what about um old James Neal coming back and playing against his old mate Malkin I thought we agreed not to bring up James Neal in this podcast (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fan of the real deal (coughs) was made me choke (laughs) James Neal (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's like a like an allergic reaction every time <coughs> hear his voice <laughs> hear his name sorry man uh yeah uh, what what do you think there uh joe too about this, about the this, neil storyline no what? no I'll, let's not punish um joe further on that one but uh, as far as like how do you see um this series going down aside well, from obviously predictions but how do you think the play will go well i mean just kind of like you said i think it's going to be very intense very um fast and it'll be grateful to watch i mean it's quite um an interesting dynamic against how good that um nashville blue line really is with how involved and how you know you know how many points they've been putting up and how ready they are to pinch versus like such a good quick team going north south like the penguins are so you think if um nashville keep on involving their blue line from the back like they do the penguins are going to seek to punish that pretty quickly so it's going to be an interesting um Dynamic, and I do think that um, as far as each team, like Nashville on paper has definitely got the better group of defensemen, and Pittsburgh's forward group is just so, is, has got those stars, and it runs deeper. And especially, I don't know, has there been any word on Fisher being back as well? He he practiced the other day, so they think at least game two, maybe game one. So and he's still they're without Ryan Johansson yeah, as well. That's a gone. big piece. Yeah. And the the other sort of great um how do you call it i'm not sure mystery is not the right right word but the other factor is like rene can just um steal a game as well especially the form he's been in leading in so it's gonna be interesting i think we've i think 
Penguins definitely shade it up front, but if Blue Line and Nashville is hard to beat. Yeah, I think if if Nashville win this series, it'll be on the back of a Pekka Rene Consmythe effort, I think. Do you think this is the series that um, the Penguins will really start to miss Chris Letang? Yeah, well, when you, you look at how quickly Nashville can transition the puck and get the puck out of their zone um, with their defense, and on the other end, you've got like Justin Schultz is probably the best puck-moving defenseman for the Penguins. So, And if they can get hemmed in their own zone and Nashville can get their forecheck going and start hitting them, that a Chris Letang playing 30, over 30 minutes a game you're going to miss that massively. It's just, um, it's interesting. It'll be, it'll probably be like a thing of accrual if it finally does happen this series because just during the Washington series when the Caps took games five and six, I was just like, they're done, they're out of energy and I thought it was just a case of all those defensemen having to play the extra minutes that Latang normally eats up but just, I can't even, they somehow came up with something in game seven. I just, they just looked like a spent force at that point. They've already run seven games against Ottawa without Latang eating up minutes so it is going to be really interesting to see how the rest of that core holds up but it's um it's weird like I saw the same storylines last year like you know Cole was an unwanted seventh man at St. Louis Daly was not working out at Chicago and it's just you you're gonna like you know Schultz was unwanted by the version of the Oilers that could barely win 40 of their games <laughs> and like you run down that list and it's just this um army of discards took them to a championship last year but that was with Latang there so I think it's going to be I think it is a truly remarkable storyline that's often overlooked that if this blue line can somehow hold it together I mean obviously as I said before they've got a pretty good group of forwards helping to get them leads to protect but mm. yeah do you think um, uh, now with Matt Murray kind of being in charge in net do you think we've seen Fleury in goal for the Penguins for the last time before he gets drafted by the Vegas Golden Knights but barring like a Murray meltdown or injury I'd have to say so I mean purely like it's incredibly it's incredible how much that goaltender debate um, polarizes the Penguins fan base I guess with things going so well for the team we just by the nature of humans have to find something to argue about and get mad at mad amongst ourselves <laughs> but how do but, you get mad at a tandem of Fleury and Murray like I don't know people, people do and if you follow Penguins Twitter or go to the Penguins Facebook page they will get very up in arms over which one's their team. I mean, my team's whichever one keeps it out of the net that night. But um, I think just purely being a salary cap league, like um, Murray's due, Murray's already signed his contract that kicks in next year and that gives him a raise of 3.1 million to about 3.75. And and Flurry's on about 5.75. So I, you just can't have a Dallas situation and be eating up like 9.5 million and two goaltenders. So now Dallas have got, um, they've got like 13 million now. Yeah, with three goalies. <laughs> that is getting all the goalies. Yeah. Well, trade, that, trade Flurry to Dallas. They, they, well, exactly. They, they spent half a season <laughs> talking about potentially moving him to Dallas. And now Jim Rutherford looks like a genius for not moving him before the deadline when people thought he was going to go. Because mm. um, I don't think we, with all due respect, we probably wouldn't be where we are if we had. Um, Tristan Jari playing the first two playoff rounds. No, no, uh, Fleury really got you through against the Capitals. Um, we're talking primarily about the Penguins here, but Joe, is there anything sort of about the Preds that you want to bring up? I just want to see PK. I want to see PK score Game 7 overtime winner and do his massive bow and arrow, one knee slide shot right into Mark Bergevin's face. <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, Stanley Cup Finals, that's up. Um, if you're in New Zealand, obviously, you'll be on Sky Sport or, you know, NHL TV. Maybe go to a bar, get some mates and go watch it. Um, but let's talk about the NZIHL. You know, the uh, New Zealand season is upon us. As I um, stated on the Pakia Instagram, at Pakia Podcast, it's also poutine season. And before the Admirals game yesterday which was a complete blowout we'll get to that in a second um i went to corner corner burger in the mountain village and tried their poutine not a bad effort where is the corner burger is it where the old is like a kebab used to be a kebab, the kebab place? place is still there but there right. was like a, it's like a dairy that completely gutted out the dairy um and it's this yeah awesome burger place um so i recommend trying their poutine 
But anyway, um, enough about food. <laughs> uh, you make us hungry. Yeah, I know. And we're at that stage, you know, we're doing this after work and everything. We haven't eaten, um, starving, and um, we're keeping my girlfriend from coming home. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, Joe, for coming late. The, the, the hey, apologies for that. The train system in this town is terrible. It, it really is. Um, I'm... Yeah, my new commute to work, uh, which starts next week, will um, be interesting because it's an hour as opposed to 20 minutes. Uh, but yeah, yesterday, well, the weekend just been uh, was obviously the start of the NZ NHL season for 2017. Um, interesting one. Obviously, there's a lot of factors coming into this year. The Stampede are going for the three-peat. There's a new way of uh, live streaming, which, um, well, so far is... Not, not really being the greatest. No, we're yeah, we're, that, that's a whole other other that issue. Is whole, it is uh, the one, <laughs> sidebar. The, the one thing I did I did want to pick up on that is um, is the comments on um, on the live streams. Now my comments. No, no, no. My comments were fantastic. Yeah, because they, they were just score updates, <laughs> and also people didn't know it was you. <laughs> um, no, that was me providing that perfect commentary on. You're game very one. helpful. Very helpful. Um, but no, in particular in Queenstown, um, it's, it's, I always find it so funny and you know, people are getting this for free, right? The live stream for free and if it works great, great. They're all, everyone's happy. But as soon as the internet drops down and let's be honest, this is New Zealand. Our internet fucking sucks unless you have fiber and you know, how long is that rollout taking? It's about to like 2019, 2020 now, um, for some people. And um, so that's still a few years away there, guys. And, you know, if things go wrong, people just turn to right assholes. And even though you get in for free. Now, I saw someone, someone mention, um, now let's hark back to like our second ever episode, the one we had Jess Brown on, mm-hmm. um, talking about having a pay model. And of course, you know, then didn't, didn't work out so well. Uh, but someone said that... Um, you know, if we liked the old way of doing things, um, granted, you know, costed more, obviously, um, but you get what you pay for, especially in production value and skill and experience. Um, maybe fans should have been more willing to pay for that service. Um, so I think that's something to think about in the future. Hmm. And also... Um, what a tease. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also to... I'm not going to name names... But to the guy who basically shamed um, Casey Lucas, who is the Stampede commentator, and was like, "Great, these Muppet commentators again! I swear the um, I swear the chick is banging Callum Burns." Fuck you, mate! What a cock that guy was. Yeah. Good uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> so just because uh, you know she's obviously you know she's friends with the team, a fan, and she's a girl, so. Obviously, she's screwing the team, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Move on, small man. Move on. You calling me a small? Not man? you. I mean the <laughs> other guy. No, the, exactly. That other guy can. Like just... I said, not naming names, but you know. Yeah, basically, um, anyone who thinks that they can just make massive de- derogatory comments about people when you have a open public. Facebook profile and through people Facebook can, and people they can, can just see where you work, see where you work and who you like, you know, whether you've got kids and daughters and things, it's just, people got to be a bit smarter than that. Yeah. Just a little bit. So yeah, as I said, not naming names, just be a bit smarter next time dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about actual hockey now. Um, so admirals, admirals are looking pretty, pretty good. Yep, sorry, you want me to say something? There? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I, just bring I you in like, here, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you're uh, you're warming up to something here. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah. The Admirals were um, looking fantastic, weren't they? I mean, everyone's busy talking about the goals the um, imports put up, and yeah, they did put up a bunch of points. But I just sort of feel that having watched this Admirals team over three, four years, there would have been a time where, how I say this as nicely as possible, if the Imports have put up seven. The locals might have given away seven, but that's simply not the case anymore. The locals have really grown, probably in part thanks to some of the imports that have been bought through and been showing them the ways. But yeah, they've really, I think the whole team's grown as a team and they've just added a little bit of star firepower to throw it on top. And I think um, they just missed the playoffs last year. I think we could really be Three on the... points. We could really be on the cusp of something. Let's get an Auckland team in that finals. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's what we all really want. Um, now, we, in, in our interviews, now I'm not going to play the wrong fucking interview this time. Um, we did ask the uh, Admirals about that and about missing the finals, so... I'm here with Justin Daigle, captain of the West Auckland Admirals. How are you doing, Justin? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. We're in the cosy confines of the uh, office of the Admirals uh, of team. Now, just a few questions before the season opener. Uh, you guys came so close last year to making the finals. Um, how would it feel for you, for you guys to get in and stop that three-peat of the Southern Stampede this year? Oh, I mean, obviously, uh, when you come that close and, and just fall short, it's uh, it's a tough, tough feeling. You don't get over it. I've been thinking about it the entire off season, which is a long one, eight months. So, um, definitely excited to get back out there. And, and uh, I think we got a good group of guys this year. Um, we're really looking forward to putting it out on the ice there, letting the hard work that we put in uh, sort of shine through. And, and we'd love to meet up with the Stampede in the finals. Rick, you had one hell of a tournament with the uh, with the Ice Blacks. What would it mean for you to play lights out this season for the Admirals and bring the uh, Virgil Cup home? Uh, it's a really good question, Logan. And um, it's definitely been one of my goals since uh, starting in this league. So I've uh, ticked off a few things with the national team and um, the national title is definitely still on my uh, to-do list. So definitely my priority this year. Are you sick and tired of seeing the Red Devils and the Southern Stampede in the finals? And what do you think your chances are with the Admirals this year of stopping the three-peat? Uh, firstly, yeah, I'm sick of that for sure. Um, I think every other team would be sick of that by now. Um, it's just uh, wanting our time, so um, I think we've put together a pretty good um, roster this year, so we'll just kind of get into our work and make sure that we're doing the right things um, on and off the ice to give us the best chance there. Man, Hendo is a beauty. He is a beauty. He is a beauty. And um, I... He well, said he was very nervous before that as well. Really? I no, think he did really well. He did really well. Now, of course, because that was radio, people are not going to notice this, but uh, during the interview, Rick Perry wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we've got that footage somewhere that we'll just keep to put out at some point. Maybe <laughs> no, at the end I, of the I season. Kept it, I, well, we kept it framed um, up above the waist, so yeah. None of that. I, I, I told Rick, I was like, don't worry, bro. You don't have to put pants on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, do I have to put pants on for this? And I was like, nah, bro, you're all good. You're all good. Um, but yeah, typically like, so Admirals being my number, you know, I'm a fan of the Admirals first and foremost because of my location. Um, but also being a Stampede fan, I would like a Stampede Admirals final. I'm sick and tired of Red Devil Stampede finals, just like Nick Henderson is. Um, I'm sure we probably all feel the same way. Oh, I'm from Christchurch, so... No, fuck you. You, <laughs> yeah. you don't want the Red Devils in the in a final this year. What about a West Auckland Red Devils final? I mean, yeah, sure. Just as long as the Admirals make it, really. Just a different team, you know? Change it up a little bit. Um, but hey, the Admirals uh, defended their Toa Kohoronga Riri Tiro trophy. That is some outstanding pre- pronunciation. Magnificent Toreo. Was it? That's <laughs> pretty good. Okay, I'm I didn't. I'm I'm sure wasn't, I wasn't even going to try. I'm sure Jesus yeah. was going to critique me. Yeah, I was sitting there being like, "Please don't make me go for it." <laughs> um, like, see, I've been away for a year, so you know, I'm starting to lose all my Kiwiisms. But um, I think probably my favourite moment was half the Swarm team skating off and then being like, "Oh, that's right." After that shellacking, we've still got to stand here and watch a trophy be handed out. So they <laughs> sort of meekly made their way back onto the ice. Yeah, so uh, so the Admirals won the second game um, of the first round, 14-0. And, you know, that got me thinking about other blowout games. So you threw out the history of the league where the um, the winning team won by 10-plus goals, or at least 10 goals. And um, someone pointed out, uh, I think, was it Jeremy Shilton, big Admirals fan, um, pointed out that typically the Admirals have been on the receiving end of those hidings. And... He's not wrong. <laughs> so in July 14, 2013, the Red Devils beat the Admirals 12-2. Uh, August 4th, uh, same year, the Swarm beat the Admirals um, 13-2. So a bit of payback there. Yeah. And then just a week later, the Thunder beat the Admirals 15-1. Not a good, not a good year for the Admirals, that one. No, it yeah. really wasn't. And in relative terms, that's not too long ago, going back briefly to just what I said before about how it's not all imports. Like a lot of that Admiral's nucleus would be pretty similar. Yeah. So, you know, that's a pretty, you know, you, you don't turn that around just with importing four players because everyone knows how hockey works. It's not like basketball where those 
players play 50 minutes. Yeah, it's a team game. Justin Daigle could play 50 minutes. <laughs> he probably could. I, I really enjoyed watching him um, control the power play last night, actually. Um, he had a good game. Obviously, uh, Adrian Toth had a good game. Uh, is it? Oh, my God. Is it Batani? Batani? Batani. Batani. Yeah. Uh, yeah, six goals. No animal's done that since Tom Tracy, which also wasn't that long ago. But hey, Tom Tracy. I, just, I wanted to slip that name in there so people remember him. Um, because I think a lot of animals fans miss him. Uh, but yeah, oh, blowout. And then, of course, I posted about it on the uh, Pakia Facebook this morning and just highlighted those stats and sort of underlined it with the fact that the Bonnie Swarm had 48 penalty minutes. And um, this sort of got the punters going. So I, I wasn't at the game. You got you guys were at the game. Um, penalty, like, in terms of the power plays, was it just the Swarm committing endless amounts of infractions and penalties to try and keep in the game and keep the, the Admirals in check, or did it just get really chippy? I think a combination of the two. Like, they gave away... The Admirals scored on their first three power plays. I don't actually... I'm just going off memory. I hope I'm correct. But I'm pretty confident the Admirals scored off their first three power plays, which really kind of buried the game. Like it was kind of, I can't remember what the end of the first, was it six goals in the first period? Yeah, so six in the first, six in the second, and I think only two in the third. So they stopped the bleeding a little bit in the third period, but um, obviously it still got very niggly. Uh, I'm trying to bring up the um, the stats actually, because when you look at the, the amount of penalties um, in the space of not a couple of minutes it's it's ridiculous yeah there's like i can't be interesting to see if we can figure out how long it was but there was a stretch sort of from the from sort of six seven minutes before the end of the second period got running through the third period where botany were just sort of shorthanded for about 10 minutes including a couple of five on freeze just because <laughs> they just like someone would go to the box a goal would be scored then someone else would be going back in and you know do you want me to read them all out for you? Um, yeah, I'll put that on my mic for a few minutes and you go for it. <laughs> so, Ryan Ruddle for the Admirals got one at 36-46, two minutes roughing. Um, <laughs> I'm still going to screw these names up. Um, so, Mitz, Missinus uh, for the Swarm got two roughing minors and one was served by Commons. Uh, and then just a minute later, Josh Hay gets two minutes for charging. And then a minute and a half later, Commons is back again, two minutes for slashing. And then to end the period, Michael Atwell gets 10 minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct. I can't remember what that was. I've, I think he might have said some words that you're not allowed to say to officials. Hmm. But then I, yeah, they do put up with a lot as it is. Yeah. I, I, um, I, <laughs> there was a lot of that. Now, Joe, you, you definitely heard it. Um, on the Saturday game. Yes. Um, yes, a lot of abusive officials and some um, mess, you know, as we talked about, homophobic slurs being chucked at, whether it was officials or players. I'm not too sure one, by supporters. The one that I definitely heard was definitely aimed at the officials. Um, it was an Admirals fan, so it's not all Swarm fans here. Um, it's kind of on both sides. And I don't know if it's just like the hockey culture here in this country where we think... It's this sort of rough and tough game that fans have to act so feral. Yeah, and those officials are—they're doing that out of not—I don't know—do they even get paid to do it, or are they volunteering to? I'm going to assume like most people in this league, it's volunteer. Yeah. So without them, this league wouldn't be happening at all. So, I mean, you don't really need to abuse the officials who are just doing their job. Yeah, like I don't mind the typical... And it's not even their job. I don't mind the typical like, oh, you know, open your eyes, ref, or, you know, like, what like, the, you know, what is that? You know, that's, you know, fucking call that shit, but... Or, or my personal favorite, <laughs> you're missing a good game, ref. <laughs> see, that's yeah. clever. Yeah. Um, and I think a ref would actually kind of see the fun in that one. And they're used to it. They're like, I mean, that kind of happens all through, through the hockey from growing up, but the... There's a level and there's a line that yeah. it becomes a uh, personal attack on someone, yeah. not yeah. really about the the play on the ice or anything. Exactly. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they're getting paid a little because I 
when I was playing here, I played like the free non-check and the referees for that got paid something. But even if they are, they're not getting paid enough to take a stranger, sh- take shit from a stranger. No. Um, way. So let's just call them volunteers or maybe they're volunteers who get gas money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely not someone who should be getting, well, no one should be getting thrown the F-bombs at them. Um, I just, I just thought that was disgusting. And I think, you know, because didn't, New Zealand rugby for a while they did this whole campaign about official abuse um, now of course I know the NCHL well let's be honest they don't do a lot um, if you look at the website it hasn't been updated in two to three months so who knows if they'll do anything about this but I really hope that they would um, because that kind of behavior just shouldn't be tolerated by anyone in this community yeah and if you're gonna get you're trying to get new fans you can trying to get new people to experience hockey and come along mm. And to kind of, would you really want to bring your kids back to a... No, you're not going to attract families and stuff with that kind of bullshit. The hockey, you'll attract people to. Yes. Because that was... That was great. I mean, it was... Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, 14-0. Like, that is an ass kicking. Um, But that was a... Well, at least a great game of hockey for one side. Um, The first game wasn't as bad, you know. Um, But I think the Swarm will pick it back up. Like, you know, they'll sort of... Maybe this is going to address a few um, deficiencies on their side and, you know, hopefully they'll come back screaming uh, when the season kicks off again because, um, as we know, there's a gap. Well, at least they've, they've learned that the way to get back into a game isn't to just check harder. <laughs> yeah, aggression, uh, I think, is not going to get you there. Um, as they, Well, I would have thought they would have learned that after the 2015 season because they, they got a lot better last year. I was very pleasantly surprised by the swarm of 2016 so far 2017 not so much but you know start of the season there's a long way to go here um so they could still pick it back up i can imagine a lot of it's probably just mental fatigue through the admirals i think the swarm did win one preseason game against the admirals i don't know what sort of lines are getting put out but then after that they've gotten beat by the admirals a lot in preseason beat on a saturday and then the admirals started running up the score early a lot of it could just be mental fatigue of God damn these admirals again. So maybe seeing some fresh faces in front of them could yeah. give them at least something else to focus on and aim at. And I know I'm trying to play devil's advocate for the other side of the town. I don't know why. I should just be mercilessly laughing at them. But like, let's <laughs> be kind. Of, it's it's better for the league if the five teams can show some factor each. So maybe the admirals. I mean, maybe sorry. Maybe the swarms' next challenge won't be so great. And they can show something. I mean, you make a good point there. I remember um, when we interviewed. Uh, Andy Hay and Nick Henderson in our previews I think they were both concerned that playing each other so much would kind of maybe ruin the intensity of the matchup well I mean that's definitely proven to not be a problem um, but yeah maybe they just need uh, they just need a break from each other for a little while and play mm. the other teams they're going to do a Ross and Rachel they're just going to go on a break <laughs> and then they're going to come back even more intense yeah, um, but as, as I was alluding to there with the gap, there is no games next week um, because Skate of Origin got cancelled, as we know. Um, and we mentioned this on the Facebook page, so they decided to um, focus their resources there on um, the New Zealand-Australia series at the end of the season. Um, but hopefully it's back next season. I know that they're, like, well, their intention is like they're hoping to, and I think it's a... It's it's something that most of the fans I think really look forward to when you and then you see in the stands I saw quite a few people wearing North Island jerseys, um, not South Island, Joe. Well, we we were in the North Island. Yeah, but you'd wear a South Island. Like. I have a South Island beanie. Jez uh, gave it to me before he left. Oh, that's really nice of him. He was going to give me a North Island one, but then he realised I was actually from Canterbury, so he I, mean, <laughs> I couldn't give you this. So he had to give me a North Island one, a South Island one, which I very much appreciated thanks Jez <laughs> I wonder if Jez listens to this I don't know I kind of get the feeling he's trying to avoid New Zealand <laughs> ice hockey at the moment and uh, I don't and fair enough him. to yeah um, so there is that gap uh, but then the next round of games is um, March not March we're getting into June here people uh, <laughs> June 10 and 11 the Admirals are going to be in Dunedin and the Red Devils are going to be in Botany um, so the Red Devils who went down to the Stampede and yeah. the other, other games. So right now, the Admirals are top of the league. And how was that um, scoreboard you put up with the the goal differential? 
What about it? They were just plus 18 after two games. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's pretty full on. I mean, obviously, if they're, you know, one round and of course, you know, um, Thunder haven't played yet. Uh, but, you know, I've been making those videos, standings updates for like, uh, I did it all last season as well. And it's kind of cool when you watch the progression as, you know, right now, there's not a lot in it. And only two teams have points, but... As, as the season goes on, you know, hopefully it gets a lot tighter. And that's what I really liked about the season last year is that the race for the finals was so tight. The animals missed out by three points. And um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully we've got another competitive season and it doesn't get decided within, you know, halfway, the halfway point. Just keep on doing it. Keep Just on keep on it. doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that's not, well, not enough New Zealand hockey. I think we could talk about this for quite a while. But um, the main reason we've got uh, Joachim uh, on the show. Joachim? Joachim? Joachim. 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 Close um, enough. See? Joachim. I, I, I still get it wrong. Joe 2. Joe yeah. 2. Joe 2. There you go. Um, is, is your blog, Fan for a Day. Now, obviously, you quit your job. Um, you worked in media as well. And this is kind of how I got to know Joe 2 is that. I was at three news. He's at one news and we're both punishing penguins fans. Yeah. Both like the, the corner of the newsroom. They not only specifically have their hockey guy, they have their penguins guy. I found it was, <laughs> it was real funny. Do you remember that time when the all blacks were in Chicago and Richie recorded the goofy halftime thing? Yeah. And it solely made the bulletin of both national news networks because both of us were on shift that day at our yeah. respective offices. <laughs> if it weren't for that, there would have been one office without an NHL subscription and one of us would have got the exclusive, but you know. Yeah, that was I wondered was. how that was on. <laughs> yeah. Both like, cause I wondered why we, you guys got the footage for that from. Well, you do game center. <laughs> no, yeah, that's well, what I mean. It was well, like, well, yeah, now that I've left my place, I'm fluent. You're about to leave yours. I can just say we did a dirty screen scrape off great game center. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically how all the media do it, to be honest. Um, and yeah, that was, that was quite a funny day because I think I got an email from the team that were over there covering the All Blacks in Chicago, just being like, oh, Richie McCord did this thing with the Chicago Blackhawks, get Logan, you know, he'll know how to get the footage. And I bet you probably got <laughs> the exact same email. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much like, um, you know, the online team knows who I am because I was, you know, you were working in news editing and I was more specifically online. And I just heard from the corner, it was like, who's that guy from online who watches ice hockey all the time? I'm like, <laughs> as charged. <laughs> I it was pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, so you, you left your job and you've been traveling around all over the place. The last time I talked to you, we actually tried to get you on, on the show while Joe was away. Uh, you were in Cambodia and of course the, the internet was not very um, forgiving there. So it couldn't happen. You know, I was in like a little shack overlooking a river and the place I was staying didn't actually have their own Wi-Fi. When you got there, they said, oh, the, ho- the password for the hotel next door is this. <laughs> so it was, it was fine for... Um, checking Facebook and it was actually fine for Game Center as well so I thought oh, for sure it'll hold up to a Skype conversation but then we get on Skype and it was very much like uh, uh, okay uh, 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 yeah. I'll see you when I get back to New Zealand yeah yeah that's, that's pretty much how we ended it there um, but the big one for you now you've ri- you've written about this in your blog fan for a day um, we'll we'll post that on on our uh, Facebook page and Twitter um, at Park Gear Podcast but um what was the what is the biggest thing that you've done on your journey so far? Well, it's pretty much um, an easy choice for this podcast in particular. But um, I started the journey with um, watching the Penguins play in last year's Stanley Cup final. Went to all three games at the Console Energy Center as it was then, and that was it. Still is in my heart. Yeah, of course. It's the um, all the paint tin, uh, paint can. Sorry, all the um, Phil Kessel as a Stanley Cup champion arena. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, I mean, talk about peaking early. It was um, certainly a blockbuster way to start off the trip. And it was um, fantastic as a Kiwi because like um, going there, people were more mystified about why you here as a hockey fan. Do they have hockey there? Do they even have ice? I thought you all just rode sheep to work. What What is this? <laughs> um, and yeah, it was a ton of fun, obviously. I mean, the, the, the team winning the cup notwithstanding, but pretty much everywhere you went, um, being that Pittsburgh is probably, as most people understand, not quite as much as a tourist hub as, say, LA or New York. Mm. So, you know, people are fascinated that you've made it all the way there for a start, but then they're just, um, you know, I've been to some other sporting events around the world, particularly the European football matches, where it almost seems like some teams feel like they're overrun with foreign visitors, but Pittsburgh, they were definitely all kind of very actually 
appreciative of the fact that you've come all this way and they're pretty much as soon as they see you in their colours they're like come in you're part of the family now literally some nights where I couldn't actually purchase a drink myself which I'm that's pretty sweet not that too is, opposed that to that is pretty awesome not too opposed to accepting but yeah it's definitely sort of um well, I mean, I don't, I'm preaching to the choir here when I say if your team plays in a Stanley Cup final, you should do everything you can to get there. I'm, um, it doesn't feel quite the same knowing that I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and probably just watch it in my grandparents' living room where I'm dossing down at the moment. I mean, no disrespect to my um, grandparents. They're both wonderful people and great cooks, but it's not quite the same as being in a full um, PPG or console. So, so you were there for the entire run of the finals, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, I... My my original plan was to sort of... Um, I have a question. Did you see Joe Thornton with his shirt off? Sadly, no. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> um, maybe I should have gone San Jose. But um, yeah, I was. And I, the original plan was to go to the cup games in Pittsburgh and then sort of go to other parts of the US that were sort of drivable distances. But it just became so apparent how much fun I was having being there for the games that I just was more interested I wasn't really interested in like finding a bar in like Washington or wherever that might be showing the game of no sound or I might get beat up by angry Capitals fans for cheering <laughs> the Penguins or sort of anywhere vice versa it pretty much became a case of yep I'm in here for the long haul and I went I watched the bar and um the name of the street alludes me, but you've been to Pittsburgh too, so maybe you can bail me out. The main street on the south side where... Probably not. Um, oh, Carson Street. Carson Street is kind of like their main street where it's just lined of bars. So I went and watched Game 3 there, which, of course, the Penguins lost Game 3 in overtime. And then a friend of mine who I'd met through a, a buddy I play hockey with back here put me in touch with a guy in Pittsburgh who actually ended up hosting me for a week after my Airbnb ran out lent me his car the works so you know as I say shout out to Ryan um, like I said generous people um, we ended up watching game four in a Buffalo Wild Wings with about 20 other people there deep in suburban Pittsburgh but he was of the theory that he's watched six Penguin games there So and they've won each time they do so after game three being a loss we of course had to um, <coughs> give thanks to the hockey gods so you know watched it there um, and they won so you know Shout out to the hockey gods. Um, game five, of course, went to that. And at the time, I was a little bit sad the Penguins didn't win. But in retrospect, you have to sort of hang your hat on the fact that you saw Martin Jones, I think if Center or wherever in 50 years, puts in all-time great goaltender performances in the Stanley Cup, that's going to go in as one of them. So as a sports mm. fan, you have to appreciate seeing that. I mean, you saw Benino's late winner in game one, Connor Sherry's overtime winner, and then... I got to have it thrown back in my face in game five. And then game six was a viewing party in, um, in the arena, which is the first time I've been in a packed arena um, watching a game on TV and nothing happening on the ice. They still, <laughs> That's they, pretty cool. They still ran like pre-game video and they still had the same guy on the mic and they still had the goal music so pumping through. presentation yeah, game so it was a whole stadium presentation but for a game on TV so that's quite um, <laughs> that's and awesome. you know Iceberg was still Iceberg for those who don't know is the Penguins mascot he was still roaming around the stairs and giving people high fives so it was very much like very much like a game day but just a blank sheet of ice so that, that was interesting and of course the um, the party after that was um, something I'd say I'd never forget, but I partied a lot, so I remember parts of it. <laughs> but um, now, so you were there during the whole uh, phenomenon of the HBK line, and um, didn't you try the HBK sandwich? I think I had about three or four during the two and a half weeks I was in Pittsburgh. It was, um, what is it, ham, ba bacon, and kielbasa from um, Primanti Rose. It's, oh, um, so you went to Primanti's. Yeah, I, I, went, I would have been to Primanti's about six or so times during, <laughs> during my two and a half weeks. I mean, anywhere where they just cut out the middleman and throw the fries right in the sandwich. In the sandwich, yeah. Therefore, is always going to be a winner for me. How are you still alive? Um, good question. Um, fortunately, it's not a health and fitness podcast, so I don't I don't have the answer to that for anyone. Basically, like a lot of nervous sweating during the games themselves. So you burned off the calories just sweating watching the games. Yeah, pretty much. So. Uh, now, just just to sort of wrap up the um the story here a little bit um, for the for the rest of it and all the details, you do go into quite a lot of awesome detail. With pictures? Yeah, there's pictures and there's even a little bit of video that yeah. I've 
magnificently shot on the old phone there. Nice. Um, so so for, for more of that, we'll, we'll post it. But you were there for the um, Stanley Cup parade as well, weren't you? Yeah, I can't remember how much footage of the parade made the video itself, but I, st- I definitely, it kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, well, I was stuck around here to watch game six on a TV and the parade's three days away. So what the hell, I'm definitely staying there for the parade too. That was um, quite a sight, half a million people packed into like a, quite a narrow road really downtown Pittsburgh and they um it's definitely a sports town like I go into detail more in the blog but just in the days before it definitely like you know they're a town that really lives and dies by their sports team I'll Hmm. I could rabbit on about that but I've already spoken for five minutes so to hear more a little bit about what the the, (laughs) yeah I'm trying to cut myself some slack but you know there's but I wrote like about for my normal blog posts, I try and keep it to about five to six hundred words. But for my time in Pittsburgh, it gets close to about two thousand. So no man, there's, there's, there's still special. stuff to hit. There's still stuff to read, and you can also read about um, a hockey game I went to in Germany, um, amongst many other sports: football, combat sports, baseball coming, and I'll eventually write up about. Um, the admirals too so i mean that's enough shameless plugging you can get on with your podcast now if you like (laughs) now quickly just going back to the thing you because you were the uh the nba finals of the cleveland cavaliers and golden state warriors which um is part two of the now trilogy (laughs) so to to come back to what i alluded to earlier is you know as joe said the nba playoffs nba regular season are all fucking pointless it's a two-team league now in the nba let's just make it a traveling basketball circus and have um the golden state warriors the cleveland cavaliers and the harlem globetrotters just traveling the world playing basketball and and probably whoever that lorenzo ball son is playing for just so we can have him as entertainment (laughs) throw in a fourth team maybe they can start like a family team did you see his and team put Steven Adams in one of the teams just so he his team got smoked over the weekend as well they yeah. got beaten by about 50 points I saw that obviously not enough $500 sneakers no it was just not good <laughs> for the brand <laughs> what a shame but yes NBA um, now Joe um, if he's sharing traveling hockey stories here um, I just want to set this up with a with a clip but you were in Toronto for that bloody beautiful game three against the Capitals in the playoffs this year and it is out and down the ice, and now 28 seconds left to go on the power play. Morgan Riley skates it out. Drops for Matt or for Marner. Mitch Marner on the wing to Van Riemsdyk, chipping it into the corner. Marner lets it go, goes to Bozak, onto the boards and back to the point. It comes to Morgan Riley. Dished off on the far side for Bozak. Centering pass, guards! Guards! Tyler Bozak! Holy Mackinac, the Leafs have won it! shot past Holtby. Hey, Mike Medano, there's going to be at least six games. I hope he's right. Holy shit, I just, I still get goosebumps from that call. But I was there. You were there. You were there in the stands. Tell me, tell us what that was like. Uh, similar, similar experience to what uh, Joachim said before, like we were two Kiwis um, just in Toronto for some ridiculous reason. And uh, we were sitting in the stands and everyone around us was like, New Zealand? What What are you doing here? Why are you, at, why are you even here? Why are you at, well, how do you even know about hockey and why are you at game three of the playoffs? Why would you choose to do that? Probably cost you a shitload of money, which it did. Um, and yeah, it was just like an experience I will never, ever, ever forget. Um, the way that that game started capital scored two really quick goals and the because the whole city that whole week was just massively on buzz there was thousands of people just outside the rink trying to get in to maple maple leaf square um the lineup was huge to get even in to stand outside the building and then uh matthew scored that goal where he kind of just knocked the puck down and uh chipped it past the goalie holtby and then everything changed. It was like the whole building let out a massive fart and was happy. And or as, or as Steve Dangle would put it, a pop. Yeah, a pop. <laughs> um, and then from then it was just like you could feel the energy of the building kind of driving the Leafs to um, to kind of win the game. And 
after the game when we were leaving, like like going down through the concourse and down the um, down the escalator to leave the building, just like people screaming, "Go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go!" Like some kind of weird um, cult church like leaving church basically is all I can put down to is some kind of like religious experience and then walking around town and then town for the next two days was this weird just vibe of everyone like you just look at people and they just give you this like tip of the hat just like you're like that happened yeah that happened, that happened. Yeah. You, you you were there you were there um, and I, I we were just really lucky to be like there'd be Leafs fans that have been fans for 30 40 years that um, could only dream of going to that game, and we were lucky enough to be there. And I'm not even a Leafs fan, so. <laughs> but it, but in that now, your girlfriend Kirsty is a Leafs fan. Massive bandwagon <laughs> fan. I think it's awesome. Um, I'm just so incredibly jealous of of both of you. I've I've ever been to a Stanley Cup playoff game. I've been to an NBA playoff game, and um, this was <laughs> uh, when the Raptors played Brooklyn, and I was. I was there in Jurassic Park um, for game one where they were having like the big viewing party and Masai Mujeri, um, who's like the president of the team, came out and was like, all right, fuck Brooklyn, let's go. And everyone just like lost their mind. And um, I was like, whoa, like what's going on? And I was like front row. So like if you look at a video of it, you actually might find me and Sarah. Um, and I was like, what, what just happened? Because I couldn't hear it over the PA. It was just so loud. And uh, just and they were, all the fans were like, oh my God, he said, fuck Brooklyn. And of course, you know, it spawned t-shirts and just everything. And uh, we were so buzzed on that. They were like, we have to go to the next game. So we somehow found, tic- found tickets, got tickets of um, Ticketmaster and we were there. And just, I know ACC was loud for the Leafs games. Like I could hear it on the TV, um, like the game, game three that you were at. Raptors playoff games like it's the Raptors attract a different type of sports fan than the Leafs fans do it's a bit more younger and a bit more family orientated um not so I guess suits suits and elitists um so they're not worried about having a good time and being loud and they're not trying to impress anybody they're just there to have a good time um it was loud and they lost, <laughs> but it was a fun game. Awesome experience. And Drake was courtside. And I remember Snapchatting, you know, like zooming. Obviously, I'm way up. He's way down there. And I'm doing the old shitty zoom on the Snapchat <laughs> and, um, you know, drawing a red arrow. And I'm like, that's Drake there. Like, I'm in the same building as Drake and it's not a concert. This is cool. Um, so, I, while I don't think it compares to being at a Stanley Cup final or being at that game three... Um, Awesome experience, uh, nonetheless, and I do hope that one day um, <laughs> I have the opportunity to go to a Stanley Cup final game or at least a playoff game. I would love that. Well, when it's the Oilers versus the Leafs in the 2019 finals. <laughs> Could you imagine how much a ticket to that would cost in either city? It would be absolutely ridiculous. Well, Edmonton, it would probably cost more to stand in the concourse and watch it than it would to get a seat. At the least, yeah. probably, yeah, probably. Um, Americans are going to hate that because well, no one will be watching, uh, except for the fact if if NBC is smart enough and just market the hell out of Austin Matthews. It's it's NBC. That seems like the smart thing to do. That's very true. So they will they'll <laughs> actively won't. not do that. That's very true. They'll just start with half an hour of Pierre telling us which college everyone <laughs> went to, or which junior team they played for. Oh, uh, Pierre. <laughs> Yeah, we are blessed in New Zealand that we get the option of not watching Pierre for the finals. In America, imagine being an American. You have to you like because when I was in America, you couldn't watch Game Center. Yeah, because it's blocked. It's blocked. Mm. So you had to watch the NBC um, coverage. And imagine I'm, having Pierre for it's, the it, finals. It, it kind of tears me because like I really do enjoy the play by play of um, Doc Emmerich, but just everyone else on the NBC team can could take a short walk I mean a long walk of a short pier a short yeah. pier I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really do hope that um, uh, like for the NHL video games that at some point when the NBC uh, contract runs out that they don't re-sign them and they maybe try you know the Canadian broadcasters imagine having uh, Elliot Friedman yeah he would be why well, yeah they just they need to do they need to do something different like why after ESPN got rid of all their good people, why do NBC not have like 
Scott Burnside and stuff working for them. I, it, I don't know why that doesn't make kind of well, I think they still, they'll still do stuff for the NHL network. Um, so, I mean, NBC might be able to trudge them out when they can, but yeah, you know, stupid ESPN did let go of some very talented people. Uh, speaking of ESPN, um, uh, E60 did a, did a piece with PK Subban. I've recorded it and I'm really excited to watch it. So I think maybe at some point we'll watch it together and maybe talk about it. Maybe on the next, next podcast. Um, but hopefully it's also flown around on the, on the internet and, um, yeah, as well, Joe is team PK seems like basically all of the uh, admirals are team PK. And in my heart, I would love to see team P- team PK, um, well do it all because even though I do love the penguins, um, nothing would, uh, excite me more than just seeing, um, angry Montreal Canadian fans and, um, sad Mark Bergevin. And also, I just really want PK to bring that cup to the um, Montreal Children's Hospital. Yeah, I think I think the Montreal fans will be happy hmm. for could, PK. For PK, they'll hmm. be so happy that he won, and then after they get over their happiness of winning, it will turn to instant fury at You're like, why did you even <laughs> do that? The greatest the greatest quote ever was, "We are better in the short term." For trading PK Subban, and then they, mm, yeah, how did that work? Nash will go to the final. <laughs> how did that work out? <laughs> um, anyway, we should really be wrapping this up, guys. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Joe. Too. Thanks a lot for having me. Again, we will we'll post your article so people know what you're all about and um, can check out the rest of your work. And um, yeah, uh, keep spreading the word, guys. You know. Telling your friends about the podcast, liking us, and um, we got a fucking and not just because of you and your punishing ways, Joe, of inviting all your friends onto the um, the puck year. I did mass spam. You did, but um, you know we've hit three hundred likes, which may not seem like much, but um, means a great deal to us that there are th- over three hundred people even following this, and we're up to episode twenty. So um, I think we're doing we're doing okay, and um, you know now we're into the whole reason. Before I even made this podcast, you know, New Zealand, the New Zealand hockey season has started. Uh, make sure you go out to a game. We'll be posting when the games are. Like I said, there isn't any this coming weekend, but there will be the following. Um, so make sure you get out there. Keep in touch with the uh, New Zealand hockey community and, you know, maybe try the sport if you haven't. Um, learn how to skate, mate, because it's a fucking awesome sport. Not that I can talk because, well, I can't skate, so maybe I should listen to my own words there. <laughs> um, we'll see you on I, the ice next Saturday. Yeah, because yeah, I've, I've, I've had a few people ask me, like, oh, which BHL team did you play for? I'm like, um, I, I didn't. <laughs> you should come um, You should come manage our team. Oh, yeah? I could, I, I've always kind of wanted to do front office. Um, <laughs> uh, we're kind of running out of time here. I did I did really want to plug the, um, the Kamora House. Uh, Let's give it a quick... Just a quick plug, and you can find all the details for this on our Facebook page as well. Right. So um, the BHL um, with the mind, the great minds of Cam Green and Justin Daigle uh, have announced the Kimura Hockey House Holiday Classic, which is going to be running from November 28th to December 3rd. It's going to be the biggest ever recreational ice hockey tournament that New Zealand has ever seen. Uh, teams are welcome to... Um, Enter, you know, I think it's first in, first serve kind of thing. You know, I like pay an entry fee. Um, we will post more details, but if you want to, yeah, and if you want to learn more, we'll post about it. We're going to be there yes. doing, doing live podcasts. Live podcasts. When you're, are you, I assume you're playing? Yeah, all 12 um, BHL teams are, or six BHL and six FHL teams are uh, involved. Um so that'll be pretty cool. So I guess in the times that I'm not playing, I'll be um, we'll be doing podcasts. So if Maybe you yeah, put a mic on me while I play, I do want to do that. I, <laughs> I do really, really want to do that. I think it'll be an awesome video. Um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to know more, if you want to get an info pack, uh, email Punchy. Uh, that's Punchy at backyardhockey.co.nz and he will send you out all the info 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 um, and then you'll even see our lovely photo and everything in there as well yeah and this is open for teams all across the country like yep. uh, and teams of all ages I know there's a there's like a um, really uh, flourishing community down in Wellington actually uh, who play Brick League and I know they're really um, really keen to get in on this so I hope they do because yeah I mean maybe that could be the start of something for Wellington as well Nice lucky. Get amongst it. Get amongst it. But yeah, this is our Pakia podcast and we'll be back next week. See ya. <laughs>
Pakia. It's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or with your favorite podcatcher. Follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pakia Podcast. Yeah.